Hi, welcome to New Hope Community Church Online. The sermon you are about to hear was originally given by Pastor Chuck Wilson. New Hope Community Church, to know, to live, and to share Jesus Christ. The title for today is Avoid That Sinking Feeling. Avoid That Sinking Feeling. Matthew 14, 25 to 33. Wild passage. It's going to be a wild one. Let me start with prayer. Father, we thank you for the worship today, preparing our hearts for your word. And just pray that your word would touch us through your spirit's power, through your mercy and grace would touch us. We know we've come through many rough waters this week for many of us. And every week there seems to be lots of rough waters. But we know what your word teaches about that and, and how to get through that. And just pray your, your spirit would really prepare us and open our hearts and minds now. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm going to let Dave, Dave put together a, one last video. He's off in Connecticut, as you know. But he put together one last video. And I'm going to let the, the video and the reading come together. He put the reading with the video and let that tell the story to prepare us for this morning. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God.
Okay, thank you. Lights, camera, action. Okay, timed it just right. Thank you, Dave, out in Connecticut. I'm sure he'll be listening on a podcast one of these days for that video. It's interesting that we have to turn to this passage in Matthew to find the story because somehow it was left out of Mark. Now, why do you think it was left out of Mark? Remember what we talked about at the beginning? Where did Mark get his story? The Holy Spirit obviously was leading him to write this, but he got his information from Peter. <laughs> Peter was the one feeding him, you know, he told him all that had happened and what Jesus said. He got the gospel story from Peter, who then, through the Holy Spirit's leading, wrote it down. And somehow Peter forgot to include this story uh, when he was telling Mark what to write down. Uh, let's turn to Matthew 14. In Matthew 14, we'll start with verses 25 to 27, which we saw last week. These verses are actually in Mark chapter 6. But in Matthew 14, verses 25, says, During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And if you missed that last week, listen to the CD podcast, wild, wild stuff here. But the next few verses here in Matthew are not in Mark. And that's what I want to focus on today. Let's look at, start with verse 28. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. What went wrong? Why did Peter have a setback? Why did he start to sink? Well, he must have slipped off the ice. Remember last week? If you were here last week, you know, go, go back, listen to that if you weren't. But uh, I'm not even going to go into it, but the, the, the scientific theory of today is there was ice on the lake. And Peter must have missed that after he got off. Uh, but it's too silly to talk about it again. Anyway, when, here's the thing. When he kept his eyes on Jesus, there's not a lot of, this is a real simple message. But if we can remember it, it changes our life. Right? If we keep our eyes on Jesus, everything's okay. If we take our eyes off of Jesus and we focus on the waves, sink, sank, sunk, right? That's, that's a real simple lesson here. We, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, it's okay. We focus on the waves, it's not okay. Because think about it. What's, what's easier, to walk on smooth water or to walk on water that has lots of big waves on it? It's silly. I mean, it's crazy, right? It's just as hard to walk on smooth water as waves. You know, wait, did it didn't really matter. It was a miracle to, to be able to walk on the water. It's crazy. They're both impossible. Now, before we beat Peter up, I want to say a few things about Peter. Let's remember that Peter's the only one who got out of the boat. So if he has a little faith, Jesus is you of little faith. If he has a little faith, the rest of the dodos had no faith, right? They're sitting in the boat watching. And my guess is that most of us would have stayed in the boat too, except for the two Eds. And, you know, the two heads, I think the two heads would have, would have been out of the boat walking on water. Yeah, okay? So, uh, but I think most of us would have stayed in the boat. And also, Peter actually walked on water. 
Now, he did end up singing, but he did start walking on the water. That's crazy. He's the only one in history besides Jesus who walked on water, who actually did it. So it's pretty wild. Not that others haven't tried to do it, and they're still trying. In fact, I got a little news article here from a few years back. It says here, evangelist drowns trying to walk on water. It says here, an evangelist who tried replicating Jesus' miracle of walking on water has reportedly drowned off the western coast of Africa. Pastor Frank, I'm not going to use his last name, told his congregation that he could repeat the biblical miracle and he attempted it from a beach uh, in Gabon. He told churchgoers that he had a revelation that if he had enough faith, he could walk on water like Jesus. He took his congregation to the beach saying he would walk across the Como Estuary, which takes 20 minutes by boat. He walked into the water, which soon passed over his head, and he never came back. Okay, so, still, only Jesus and Peter have ever walked on water. It still hasn't been replicated, no matter what this evangelist said. So, Peter actually walked on the water, but he lost his focus. He stopped looking at Jesus... And he lost his focus. There's four places that we can look when, when there's a storm in our life. Anybody with storms like, don't raise your hand. Bye. But if, if there's a storm in our life, there's four places that we can look, that we can choose to look. We can look, during our crisis, we can look at circumstances. That would be the waves, right? We can look, focus on those, the circumstances. We can focus on other people. That would be the other apostles in the boat, right? And, and I'm sure, you know, what is he doing out there? What is, is, he, is he walking in the water? Oh, no, there he goes. You know, you know, we can focus on what they're saying, what they say, right? We can focus on self during a crisis. I can't do this. Of course we can. Or we can focus on God. And even though we can't do something, he can. That's our choice. Circumstances, the waves, others in the boat, self or God. Those are our choices. Every time we face the waves, the storm, a, an impossible situation, we have to make that decision. And it happens to us all the time, doesn't it? Just like what happened to Peter, it happens to us. We lose our focus. We take our eyes off of Jesus and we start to sink. We take his, our eyes off of him, we take our, our faith away from his word and we start to sink. We become a Christian, we, we put our faith in Jesus, we say, God, I believe Jesus died for my sin, I put my faith in Jesus, I give my life to him. We are a Christian and, and we're starting to move forward in our faith, but then we hit some rough waters, some crisis in our life, and we start to sink. And we have to learn as new Christians or any time in our life, to call out to God and say, Jesus, help me. Same thing happens as, as we mature in our faith. We, we're maturing and God, Jesus calls us to do something really hard in our life. We get off to this great start, but then we face opposition. We get scared. We start to waver in our call and waver what we're, we're doing. And we, and we start to sink again. And once again, we have to call out, help me, help me, help me. And that's the positive that Peter did. This is the most positive thing Peter did in this story. He called out, for help. He said, Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. We all struggle with our faith, don't we? Our faith weakens, we waver, we fall down. And I'm going to give two keys from this thing. Just two things to remember. And if you, if you don't remember anything I ever say again, or ever have said, remember these two things because it's really easy to remember. And it's the whole Christian life. It, right here. The first one is, and I already talked about it, keep our eyes on Jesus. 
Keep our eyes on Jesus. Not the waves, not the circumstances, not what other people are saying, not even ourself, our own abilities. It, there's no selfies here, you know. This, is, this doesn't work here in the Bible. It's, there's only one picture. Look at Jesus. And, and that's the key, is keeping our focus on Jesus. If you've ever taught somebody how to walk, you've probably experienced this very same principle. And I'm going to give a couple. I've taught a few kids how to walk. All right, 13 of them now. Although the last few of the kids have done most of it. Now we're teaching them how to drive. That's a whole other sermon. Yeah, that's a lot scarier. <sighs> I'm not even going to tell the story what just happened. But anyway, the, uh, we're getting a new bumper. Anyway, the, uh, <clears throat> wasn't his fault, wasn't his fault. So, um, Matthew, I remember when we were teaching Matthew how to walk. And he's just turned 21 this week. And when he, turned, when he learned how to walk... He, was, he learned to walk pretty early, and he was okay. As long as I held him, you know, Kim's there, and go to mommy, go to mommy, and I'm behind him. As long as I held on to, you know, him somehow, his shirt, something, he was okay. But as soon as I let go, he would panic. Or if I, he was even okay if I let go and he didn't know it. You know how you do that little trick, you know, parent trust thing, right? You know, let go, and then he's walking by himself fine. But as soon as he realized I wasn't holding him, or, or, or he, he realized that he would panic and, and he'd crash. He'd just fall down, which he didn't need to do because I was there to catch him. I'm right here. Don't, don't, I, I may be letting go, but I'm right here. You know what God must be saying to us all the time? Listen, I'm right here. I'm here. And, but, that's, but that's what happened. Is as soon as he thought I wasn't holding on, and, or if I wasn't holding on, he would panic and he would crash. I remember Megan. Megan, when I taught her how to walk, I'm going to embarrass her too. Is I remember when we were teaching her how to walk, I'd go to mom, go to mom. And as long as she looked at us, she was fine. She'd go to Cam, she was fine. Looked at me, she was fine. She was all fine. But if she, but if she, her, she started to look at her brother's, she would fall down and crash and start crying because she was afraid. What are they? They're going to knock me over. And they probably would have. And, and uh, they've done that many times. And so, but as soon as she looked at the brothers, that would cause her to crash. And you can imagine it only got worse at our house. We finally taught Danielle how to walk, baby D. It, she didn't walk till she was two. Yeah, I was talking to Kim. She didn't walk. You know why? Because walking in our house is like walking through a pinball machine, you know, or walking over a busy highway. Every time she go to walk, first of all, they all want to help. Oh, she's starting to walk. Let's help her, you know, and pounce on her, right, you know. And, or, or there's always somebody running through the room. And she didn't walk till she was two. It's like walking across the highway, right? But, but that's the picture when Jesus is trying to teach us how to walk. Look at me. Don't look at all the other stuff. Don't panic. I'm here to catch you. It's the same thing that you, we went through when we teach our kids how to walk. It's the same principle. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Key number one. Key number two goes right with it. When we do fall, remember to call. When we fall, remember to call. Phone a friend. Phone a friend. Well, we have someone to call. We can, whenever we're stuck, we have that phone call to make. We just call it out. So often when we fall... We think, I can't call on God. I'm falling, I'm messing up, I am just fell to sin, I'm tempted, I've just done this or thought this or, or messed up or didn't do something God wanted me to do. And we're afraid to call because we think God's going to be too mad at us. You ever go through that? Well, I'll call him in a few days once I get my act together. Then I'll call him, then he won't be mad at me, right? And those two days never come. What did, listen, don't think like that. What did Jesus do here? 
Did he say when Peter called out to him, Peter lost his faith, starts sinking and a drown, calls on Jesus. Did he say, no, Peter, uh, you've had enough chances. I've, you've had so many failures. I'm going to let you drown this time as a lesson for everybody. Die. Now, a lot of us may have been tempted to say that to him, right? And the other apostles are probably, don't help him, don't help him. You know, because yeah, all the rivalries going on, right? No, he reached out and touched someone. He reached out and took Peter's hand and he pulled him out. And that is a picture for us. Keep our eyes on Jesus. And when we do fall, which is going to probably be on the way home today, right? It's it probably even while you're sitting here, some of us are falling. You know, when we fall, call. Help me, Jesus. Keep asking for that help. He understands. In fact, this passage, and you know, I've done this passage before. Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4, 14 to 16 let me just read this to you. It says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Jesus understands exactly what we're going through. He never sunk. He never fell. But he understands. He understands exactly. So don't give up. It says keep your faith. Don't give up on the faith. Come right to his Father, God, through Jesus. brings us right into his presence to his Father's presence, right to the throne, and we ask for mercy and grace. Mercy being the forgiveness, grace being the help to, to get through that battle whatever we're facing, that mercy and grace. Keep coming to him and asking him for that. I'm going to tell a little story that will, I think, illustrate this. It's another Peter story, and some of you have been here long enough might remember this story. You probably remember this story. But it fits so perfect. I, I, I had a friend named Peter in a sinking story, and some of you know what's coming. Uh, his, he, was, he was my little sidekick. He'd follow me around the farm. He's about four years younger than me. He's a neighborhood kid. And he always wanted to help me out. And one time I was going to go get the cows, bring them in for the milking time. And I went to get, was going to get the cows. I said, Peter, you wait right here. I'll be right back. I'm going to chase them all into the barn, and then you can help me with the chores. And he thought that was fun, city kids, you know. So anyway, the, uh, he didn't live on a farm, so he thought it was fun. So... Uh, so I, he says, oh, I want to come with you. I want to help, help you get it. I said, yeah, but we're going to have to walk through the barnyard. And it was just, it had rained a lot. And the barnyard was, you know, it's always full of manure. But when it rained, it really fills up with manure. And the problem was there was cement there. But there's a lot of places where it broken. And some places where it broken, you could go up to your knees. But there was one place at the edge of the barnyard where the cement dropped off. There must have been an underground spring or something. And it just was a bog. It was like quicksand, but it wasn't sand it was manure quick manure right and we didn't know how far this went down one time we took a big long stick it was a lot higher than our heads and we just started sticking it down sticking it down and the stick just never hit bottom it just kept going so we had no idea there had to be some kind of underground spring all the manure went into this and created this bog right so i said peter watch me close wherever i go you go because if you don't you could end up in a mess. He goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't, you know, listening. And I said, no, no, really, watch me. And, and I went off and I did my hop, you know. I jumped on this part of the manure and this part. And I knew right where to go to get out to the, the pasture part. And I get hopped out to the pasture and I heard, Chucky, 
help me. And I looked back, and he had not been watching me close. He had just did his own thing, and he went right into the quick manure, right into that. And he was up to his waist by the time I turned around. I come running over there, and he's like, help me, help me. And I grabbed his hand, and I'm trying to pull him. And you know that, that saying, don't, if you're getting quicksand, don't struggle, just lay back? Well, <laughs> it's true. Don't struggle. Because he was struggling, he just kept sinking and sinking. And I'm, I'm pulling and pulling, and, and I'm sliding in, and he's going deeper and deeper. And I'm like, and, and, and I'm like oh, this is going to look great. The policeman will never believe you. No, really, he's, down, he's in there somewhere. I, uh, it's going to look bad, right? And so, so I'm like... I start screaming because I could not, I'm up to my knees now, sliding down the side into the manure, pulling on him. He's going deeper and deeper. And, 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 my, and he got to just his neck and arm was hanging out. And I'm pulling him, and he's going going to go under any minute. So I start screaming, help, help, help. He's screaming, I'm screaming. My mom just happened to be walking by the barn. She's like, what are those kids up to now? You know, my, you know, my mom's, you know, what are they doing now? She comes up, she like freaks out. She comes running over and grabs a hold of me and she's pulling me and I'm pulling Peter. And oh my goodness, it took a while, but we finally got him out. She got me out. I got him out. And we were walking, walked around the barn to where there was a hose. And he's like freaking out and I'm spraying, I'm spraying, I'm spraying. He's covered with manure, covered with manure. I'm spraying him off. I put the hose inside of his shirt and it's coming out of his pant legs, you know, inside. Covered. And the whole time he's crying, my grandma's going to kill me. Because he was staying with his grandma, you know, she was watching him. And she's going to kill me, my grandma's going to kill me. I go, no, no, Pete, she's going to be happy, she's going to be happy you're alive. She's not going to kill you, she's going to be happy you're alive. That she's, you made it through this. And I'm spraying him. And so then I take him across the road and I'm, you know, I'm up to manure up to my knees and, and I'm walking he's walking like this oh, he was a mess you know and the whole time he's like my grandma's going to kill you no, your grandma's just going to be happy to see you alive Peter it's going to be okay just come on come on I went up and rang the doorbell and I saw her coming and I ran because I knew she was going to kill him and I don't want to be killed too now Peter took his eyes off of me I'm no Jesus, but he took his eyes off of me and he ended up in a mess. And that's what happens when we take our eyes off of Jesus. He's telling us where to go, where to go, how to be careful, what to avoid. When we take our eyes off of him, we are going to end up in a mess. Our life is going to end up in a mess and we're going to end up sinking. But if we call to Jesus at any point in the sinking process, no matter what we're in, no matter what manure pit and garbage we're in, he will reach out and help us. If we call to him, he will pull us out. He may give us a little spanking. <laughs> it's called discipline, right? He may give us a little spiritual discipline, a lot of it, but there's, he will pull us out. And not only that, he doesn't just take a hose and spray us on the outside. He really will clean us up. It will, it's good. There's a refining process, but he will clean us up. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and will purify us from all unrighteousness. If we go to Jesus and ask for forgiveness, no matter what we're in the middle, he will purify us. He will wash us clean and it will be for real. And then he will take us into God's presence, the throne of grace, to find mercy and grace. We can walk right in. No matter what we have been involved in, what we're doing, what kind of mess we're in, what our struggle, he will walk us into God's presence and we will find mercy and grace, forgiveness and help not to to do it how is that possible think about some of the things we've done i know some of the things you guys <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. we've done bad things haven't we think why would god allow us to walk into his presence after we just got pulled out of the manure pit 
over and over and over again. Why does he do that? Would you do that? Peter's grandmother didn't do that. <laughs> it, we, why, how does he do that? Because Romans 5.8 tells us why. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's because of his love. While we were still sinners, he sent his son Jesus to die on a cross in our place. It's his love. Not while we were cleaned up and doing well. Not because we earned God's favor in some way. It's while we were still in the manure pit. With just our nose just above the, bottom, you know, the top of the manure pit. That's when Jesus came and died for us. Because why? Because of God's love. He loves us. We forget that, don't we? Because it's so hard to love ourselves sometimes. Or love other people. We forget God's not like us. He loves us. He loves us so much that he gave his only son. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes on him shall not perish but have eternal life. If we will respond to God's love we can have a whole new life. And we can come to God anytime, no matter how bad we're messing up or have messed up. We can keep coming to Him every day, every hour, every minute, every second, some of us. For that mercy and grace. Because God loves us. Let's pray. Maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian yet. You've always thought of God as this mean guy out there who's just waiting to zap you and he is a judge and he will judge us someday but we don't have to face judgment because Jesus took our punishment on the cross on himself and if we will believe in Jesus if we will put our faith in him our trust in him and give our life to him Acting on God's love. We don't ever have to fear again. All we can focus on is God's love. Maybe for the first time you're understanding God's love. And understanding what Jesus did on the cross for you. Will you put your faith in Jesus? It doesn't take a ritual. It doesn't take a religious person. It's between you and God. Right where you're sitting, you can pray the prayer of faith and receive God's love. Just say, God, I, I'm in a mess. I'm covered by sin and garbage from head to toe. But I don't want to stay there. I repent of that. I, I don't want to stay there. I repent. I want out. I'm calling on Jesus to save me. To wash me clean. I put my faith in Jesus. My trust in Jesus. I give my life to you, God.
if you've given your life to Jesus and put your faith in him, you have just been pulled out of judgment. You've been pulled out of sin. You've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. You've been made a new person. I want to encourage you to let somebody know because that's just the start. You're just a baby born. <laughs> and there's a lot of growing to do and a whole new adventure called life to live. And I want to encourage you to let somebody know. Maybe a family member or a friend you came with. Let me know. Tell me on the way out. Text me. Fill out the card. Call. Let someone know so that we can help you grow and be excited for you. For those of us who have already put our faith in Christ, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us this morning? Maybe we need that mercy and grace. We, do, we definitely need that mercy and grace. Maybe our prayer is, God, help me to keep my eyes on Jesus and to call on him when I fall. That's the whole Christian life. Eyes on Jesus and calling on him. No matter what is happening in our life. Help me, Jesus. With Jesus' hand and our faith in him, we can do the impossible. What impossible thing is God speaking to you about? It might not be walking on water, but it's just as tough. Maybe it's overcoming a temptation or a struggle in life. Seeing progressive victory over that. Increasing victory. Maybe it's staying in a marriage or keep on loving a, a, a child that takes a lot of tough love. Maybe it's surviving a storm because by holding on to Jesus' hands, we can not only survive but we can thrive in these storms let's take a few moments to respond to God through prayer and at the end of this time of prayer we'll ask the worship team to lead us